0: everyone and welcome to Education Checkup. I'm Johnette Magner and I'm one of your hosts for today's program along with Dr. Philip Roseman, a well-known cardiologist in this community. but today he is our education expert. He has spent a lot of years, Uh, working in K-12 and trying to improve uh, education in this community and has really done a lot and has made a lot of friends Mm -hmm. and so we've got some special guests today Dr. Roseman, who do you have here today? I
1: don't know if I'm an expert but I'm uh, certainly interested Uh, and what's going on in education in our community and certainly want it to be better and the people that we have today are people that are working along that line. Uh, It's a really neat story that we're going to get to share today about Woodlawn High School and what Woodlawn has done in order to increase graduation rates and increase academic performance of their students and and get them out ready uh, to go to work and and to have a good life uh i have with me today the principal uh dr grady smith he's the principal at woodline uh, has been for quite some time Mm -hmm. um let me just brag on you your school grew uh double digits uh in -hmm. school performance score that's very hard to do Uh, and uh, you had the greatest growth in graduation rates of anybody in the district and that's why We asked you to be with us here today to kind of talk about that. You were Caddo High School Principal of the Year, and that's deserved, and we appreciate that. (laughs) And with you, I think we have probably the key to what happened at Woodlawn High School, (laughs) a graduation coach, Sharita Sukuntiada, who was a classroom teacher at my alma mater at Northwood Mm -hmm. uh, years ago, uh, and uh, since has been working the last six years as a counselor at Woodlawn as a graduation coach and and I'm suspect a reason for a lot of this improvement so yeah, sure. let's just get right down talking about uh, graduation rates and dropout prevention mm-hmm. because at the end of the day that's the end, end outcome we want we Absolutely. want kids to finish high school graduate We want them to be ready for school mm-hmm. or career right. uh, and that's what we're I know is your uh, desire and goal at Woodlawn and all of our high schools right. uh, in the city so Um, let me just ask you um, how did you get there in tackling this issue how do we tackle the issue of increasing graduation rates
2: well I think the first thing as the principal you have to build a team that wants to be at Woodlawn and wants to uh, and and wants to deal with our kids who come to our school a lot of times with problems that we can't even fathom so when I hired teachers and and other staff members my first Well, not my first, but as in the conversation, I say, this is a ministry. This is a ministry. Do you want to be here? I'm looking for positive people, people who might have a bad day, but you're going to wake up the next morning and you're going to come to work. And that's the first thing that I do as a principal to make sure. And that's what I did back when I took over is just make sure we have a solid staff. And it's taken some years. And we finally got to a point where our turnover is minuscule. Uh, We don't have many teachers that leave on a year to year basis. Got you know, recruited Miss um, Acuniada and some other staff members when uh Fair Park shut down as so I got Miss Acuniada mm-hmm. and it was a blessing. Uh, she came in with another um, counselor, Miss Barnes, and they kinda ran um, our graduation department and since then Miss Acuniada has graduated <laughs> to senior counselor. So now she's the senior counselor. So the seniors are her babies as well as she, you know, works again with our new graduation coach, making sure everybody comes together. But being a village working with our third party uh entities such as VOA Volunteers of America who helps us with those exterior problems that we can't work with as educators as uh inst- uh you know instability in the homes, financial issues that the parents might be having that we can't touch, but we need those issues solved so the kids can come to school.
1: Let me uh that's fantastic. So so we referred here to you as a graduation coach and as a senior counselor. Mm-hmm. How do you see this in reduction of the dropout rate? How do you see the things that we need to do as a community and as schools to deal with that issue?
3: Okay. We, um, as a matter of fact, earlier um, this week, we had a partnership with some community partners in Louisiana Workforce Development. And they put together a team of employers with various various backgrounds to come in to our school in just an afternoon of conversation to let our students know what can be out there for you if you graduate from high school. These are the type of jobs that you can get. Now some of them require post-secondary training and education and others do not. You can go leave high school, go straight into a workforce, and have a high-earning potential wage. And I think those types of partnerships and bringing them into the school to let the kids know, hey, you, you just got to graduate from high school, and this is what you could possibly go into if this is what you're interested in. And we're talking about um, international paper as well as all of the local hospital. Um, they were all represented at our school on Tuesday. So I think giving the kids options, letting them know this is what you can do. But, of course, the first step is graduation from high school. You
1: know, the... Um Switch, not switching over, but looking at it from a big community perspective. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned this, actually, when we uh, you sent me some information mm-hmm. to read about what's going on in the area that you that you work, mm-hmm. uh, and that is there's a lot of violence in that area of the work, and, mm-hmm. and we've talked a lot about that as a community, right. about the rising violence in the juvenile community, mm-hmm. and then high school right. children, and middle school children, and all that's going on, and the number of children that y'all have had to weep over yes. uh, uh, mm-hmm. because of the violence uh, that's on the streets. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about how you deal with that right. uh, in terms of uh, where your high school is and, and a lot of our high schools?
2: Well, um, and that's one reason why I'm extremely grateful for you all meeting with us because Um, That's been my biggest fight at Woodlawn is is fighting the perception. Uh, We have some wonderful things going on. We have some wonderful kids. We have some wonderful teachers who could go to any school in America and succeed. But because sometimes where we're located and sometimes of the past, we get negative connotation and we're in negative images. So I'm grateful for this opportunity. we have we've lost. We've been the hardest hit school probably in North Louisiana. Uh, we've lost 21 kids to violence, and either they were current students, they were very recent graduates, or what long was their last school of attendance. And we lost 21 students since January 2020. Oh, um
0: that is heartbreaking. Yeah,
2: it's terrible. Mm-hmm. And I think our breaking point, and it, and I hate to say it, at some point I think in Miss Cunyata can kind of echo. We kind of scabbed it over scabbed it over trying to make sure the kids were okay Mm -hmm. well we lost our last kid not our last one but the second to the last one in um fall of 2021 a young man who was leaving basketball practice and um got shot and killed right down the street from the school and that kid was a good kid innocent kid and that that took our school by storm uh, and that's the first time I saw my teachers hurting because a lot of times they hurt but because of the kids they put on a strong face and they come to work and they, okay, it's gonna be okay. But that one, I think that one was the straw that broke the camel's back and um, you know, the district came in and they, they gave us a um, a calming room for mm-hmm. our teachers where they can go in and kind of de, you know. Just de-stress. de-stress and just let it go. calm
3: environment.
2: Um, And it's been it's been difficult uh, because those are the things that we fight on a daily basis It's the mental health It's the it's the grief. And that's what we have to battle. I mean, our counselors come up, have come up with a wonderful grief box. And I hate to say wonderful, but it's a wonderful idea. But who else is doing that? What other high school has to have grief boxes for their students? because of tra- tragedies that they are going through. You know, whether it's the kid or the kid has lost a parent or a sibling or something, they've created g- grief boxes for that. No, I don't think any other school has to go through that. No,
3: and what, that's what we're battling. Yeah, What is in a grief box? Okay, inside the grief box are just some tools to help them go through the process of grief from journals. There's uh, scented candles in there. Um, we uh, even have bubbles so they can just remember to just take a breath and breathe. Just some relaxation uh, techniques and tools and just, just some words of comfort. And um, we, we also include a gift card for them to get, just go and have something to eat. And uh, we present that to the student and um, they can maybe put mem- mementos and pictures of their loved one that they lost. So far, we've given out three this year. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a young lady who lost her sister to violence like right across the street from the school
2: right across the street from the school and the young lady was there um she gave she was the one that gave cpr to a sister to the paramedics got there the sister passed away and that baby was at school the next, the next day, day.
3: Hmm.
2: you know i mean
1: i don't mean to p- try to blame everything on the pandemic but the pandemic had some really negative impact uh, on every school right. and i yes. think even greater in certain areas of town because mm-hmm. there was less people attendance at mm-hmm. certain schools so how did how you were on a really roll in a momentum going at woodline mm-hmm. and had a really positive thing going and then the pandemic hit yes. can you tell me how you're recovering from that what are, what are you doing to kind of get get back
2: the pandemic really did knock us take the win ourselves a little bit. We had our sights set on a B, which was going to be a B grade um, for the SPS score. And getting to a C was monumental, but B was going to be, I mean, especially Mm -hmm. for and what we've been through in the past, and the pandemic hit. And it's kind of like, okay, we actually have to hit reset. Um, We have to hit reset because a lot of these kids, um, you know, for whatever reason, didn't take advantage while we were out for that, the rest of the six months that we were out. Then the next year they were hybrid. Some came to school, some stayed at home. And then last year was the first sense of normalcy that they had, but it still was not. Um, I even think about my senior class and Late last year, or I guess, the beginning of this year, I was wondering why I don't have a stronger connection with these seniors like I usually mm-hmm. do. By the time now, I know all the seniors, something about all of them. And it just it was bothering me. And it dawned on me these were they were freshmen when the pandemic hit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I only had them for half a year. Their sophomore year, they chose to come what was it, A and B day A&B or, day. It, or, it, or that was yeah, mm-hmm. it was hybrid? Yeah, it was hybrid or some of them stayed completely virtual. Mm-hmm. And last year was the first sense of normalcy. So we're dealing with that, dealing with familiarity. And also we're trying to um, close that 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 achievement gap that widened doing COVID because a lot of our kids weren't taking advantage of, you know, working at home or they were doing other things. Some of them got jobs because you're talking about 15, 16, 17 year old kids who want to work and so they went and got jobs and might not take advantage. So we're trying to figure out ways to uh, close that achievement gap. And one thing we're doing, we have something called grind time. And grind time is after school tutoring, we go from four to six on Tuesday, Thursdays, and we just started Saturdays in the spring semester from nine to one. And the kids can come and they can get extra help, remediation. They can work on ACT. They can work on LEAP. They can work on if Miss um, Smith is teaching a class, you can work on Miss Smith's classwork. So that is definitely helping. Um, also, we're you know, our teachers have common planning periods, so I have a great group of teachers who work well together in each department. They're making sure that the other one is, you know, bringing their A-game to the table because it all starts with the teachers. It all starts with the teachers and, you know, sometimes they do get frustrated, so we support them as administrators as much as we can. But um, it's going to be a journey. It definitely is going to be a journey, uh, but I am confident that at Woodlawn we're going to get back where we were. Um,
1: Oh, that's it's good here. Grind time kind of reminds me of something I kind of wanted to talk with y'all about. Mm-hmm. Uh, about a decade ago, uh, Colin Powell's wife Alma uh, began a nonprofit called America's Promise, which mm-hmm. was entirely looking at the idea of how do we increase graduation rates in our country. Mm-hmm and we started a group called Louisiana's Promise off of that okay. and put together some of the most successful, like you, mm-hmm. some of the most successful leaders, school leaders, mm-hmm. in, in, uh, in uh, improvement in graduation rates in our state. Mm-hmm. And we asked them, we polled them, and we asked them what of are, what are these things are important and decrease in graduation rates, and I kind of want to go through okay. each one of those uh, uh, strategies, the interventions, mm-hmm. and see your thoughts on each one as we talk about the specific of, of uh, dropout recovery. Okay. 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 So the first, the top, the top one, and uh, by by this poll of, of of leaders on interventions was tutoring. Uh, needed for especially the exams, the mm-hmm. intercourse exams mm-hmm. and the other exams that are so important in determining getting through school. Mm-hmm. Wh- what if anything do you do with that as far as at Woodlawn? How do you deal with that issue?
2: Well, grind time is is mm-hmm. the is what we do. Now, our biggest thing is transportation and making sure we have food and snacks for them. If we have transportation, food and snacks, uh, about 8 out of 10 the times of they're going to come. You know, that's, that's the crux of it. Um, and we do. We have some volunteers and, and some donations that come in, and we go to Sam's and get little snacks, nothing major. Um, and then we have bus transportation that takes them home and picks them up on Saturdays and takes them home on Saturdays. So, um, so and, it,
3: in all, and we have an, uh, an alternative for them as well. If they're not coming to grind time, they have been enrolled into a virtual tutor class online. Because some of our babies, they work. Uh, my yeah. seniors, they work. And so, okay, I understand you can't come Tuesday, Thursday, come Saturday only, but you can also still log in and do the virtual tutor cor- courses so that you can get the re- review and remediation for LEAP.
1: Yeah, this would be a good place, I think, for people who are uh, philanthropy-minded. Mm-hmm. Uh to donate a little bit of money to Woodlawn to kind of help out with the transportation and the food. So that's just a thought out there, you know, about uh, that might be there. So the second was uh, in the area, uh, second most important was in credit and grade recovery. In Mm -hmm. other words, Mm -hmm. uh, so many of the kids, especially in the ninth grade, who might if they fail a couple of classes, mm-hmm. the chances of them graduating are like 20%. It's awful. Mm-hmm. So how do you do credit and grade recovery
2: uh, for your folks? I think you've worked at Woodlawn, because you tell <laughs> me
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> we, um, And you can chime <laughs> in with some of the audio, go ahead. Uh,
3: we have virtual lab classes offered all day long, and we enroll those students into the courses that they, that they need to meet those graduation requirements. Um, I want to give a shout out to our virtual lab team because they're awesome. Our kids are in there, they're completing their classes on time. Um, and so I know for my seniors, because for them it means, oh my gosh, I'm finished with this. There's another thing that I can check off my box for meeting grad requirements. But we have it built into the day where they can do credit recovery and still manage to graduate on time and get those credits that they need. And,
2: and- to piggyback off of that, that is one of our biggest problems, is making sure our freshmen come in and are serious. And I know yeah. it's just not a woodland problem, oh. but that's what we see. Our freshmen don't come in serious because eighth grade, you don't have high stakes testing anymore. Mm-hmm. So you, whatever you do in eighth grade, you're gonna move on no matter what. Mm-hmm. So they get to a freshman year and they don't understand the credit system. Well, if I don't pass this semester, I gotta retake it. If I don't pass the course, I gotta retake it. And it takes a while for the light bulb to pop on. Well, before the light bulb pops on, you failed or you hadn't done as well as you could have. And what it does, trickle down effect or the trickle up effect for lack of a better term, by the time they get to junior and seniors, they are making up credits where they should be able to go to the career Center or they be able to yeah. take advantage of other opportunities that we're trying to offer them. But because you got to go back up a credit in Algebra one because you weren't serious enough or you didn't understand how serious it was. Now we just got to we're playing catch up. Mm-hmm. So like Ms. Ciccone, to said the the um, virtual lab is a, a savior and if the kids take it serious we can get them back on track.
1: Now one of the things that we heard a lot in that meeting and talking to with it was this concept of a ninth grade academy or a mm-hmm. focus mm-hmm. on the ninth grade as you're mm-hmm. talking about right. because that is the place mm-hmm. where either we're going to go this way or we go this way mm-hmm. uh, is a lot what happens in that ninth grade year and so I think mm-hmm. you've pretty much talked about that as as an area of, uh, of uh, focus right uh, at Woodline and should be an area of focus really in all of our schools do you Absolutely. have y'all ever had a ninth grade academy or do you know anybody who's doing anything
2: i do uh some of the uh i think huntington is doing one there's a strictly ninth grade academy uh it's kind of hard to do logistically wise ed woodlawn just because of the size of our ninth grade class that's always our largest class and it's just the way the buildings are set up to do a true ninth grade academy but we do have a lot of focus on the ninth grade we do have i guess you could call it you know uh, academy because we are uh, we have our arms around them. We know the extra supports that they need. Um, we have, our, you know, some of our most outstanding teachers are teaching our ninth graders. And of course, if you've been at Woodland long enough, you know what you're going to get, you know. So you are prepared to, you know, we have to do some uh, remediation. Uh, if you got your kid that's, you know, knocking it out the bar, you know, we need to challenge that kid to go ahead and and uh, let's lift them up. So, you know, um, is this is not necessarily called a ninth grade academy, but we do have our arms around the ninth graders, mm-hmm. and we are pushing them uh, to greatness.
0: So, I, I have a question for you. I would imagine that parents being on board with all of this is really important. Absolutely. How, what, how do you work with parents and and get them to appreciate and understand
3: the value of all the different things that you're offering to keep them on track? Communication. Is key when it comes to to working with our parents. Um, On the senior level, I send letters to my parents and they're so grateful because, you know, the kids are older. They may not necessarily be so forthcoming with sharing a report card, but um, they know if they can call me, I will tell them exactly what their students' grades are. I will send letters letting them know, hey, your students' grades are thus and so. They're in trouble. I need you to come in. So I feel like um, if we have an open line of communication with all of our parents, that they may be more on board with coming in. I've had some, do I need to come to the school and sit in class? Um, you know, they're, they're willing to do it, um, but as long as we keep an open line, they're willing to come in and help us any way they can. And
2: one thing about them, um, all of the parents want their children children's right. Absolutely. So, you know, and I tell my teachers, they're not keeping the good ones at home and sending us, you know, right. the other ones. Yeah. This is what they have. They love their kids, so we have to do our part to meet them halfway, and like Miss to said, open that line of communication. But I have not had one parent tell me they don't want their child successful. Everybody, when they come in ninth grade, their goal they want their child to go to school. I think but you I
1: expressed it. the number three on this mm-hmm. list, which is personal relationships. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. You talked about it in the terms of mm-hmm. communication, personal relationships mm-hmm. with parenting, and you talked about it just a minute ago in the personal relationships of um, mm-hmm. this is all the uh, this this is a parent's child they do love their children Mm -hmm. and they do want them to to be successful Mm -hmm. all parents absolutely so uh, so how do you bolster this you know there's good days and bad days that people have but Mm -hmm. to maintain those personal relationships between your teachers and your students,
2: man that that is one of the keys I'm a big proponent of relationships so we just had faculty meeting yesterday and I ended the meeting saying uh, basketball season is ending. We're about to start a basketball, a baseball, softball track, golf and tennis. Go to one of these games. Go see these people. You know, your kids playing. You wouldn't be surprised. You would be surprised if you're in the hallway. Um, I say, hey, I saw this shot you hit and the kid just lights up because Mm -hmm. they don't think you're paying attention. Mm -hmm. And they just want that acknowledgement. But the next time I have to correct that kid, guess what? I'm not gonna have as many problems correcting that kid because I came and saw them and I have a relationship with them now. So relationships are the key. I mean, I'm a huge proponent of relationships with the parents, especially the students. And I think that's one thing that has set um, us on a great trajectory to get back where we were. The, the staff that I've put in place, each one of them, you know, everybody's not going to get along with everybody, but the kids have, I think, a peak somewhere on that staff that they feel mm-hmm. comfortable with and a relationship is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, built on that, on that, uh, and on campus with that teacher.
1: Let me just switch to kind of an academic kind of question, a couple okay. academic questions about successful strategies. And what came up as uh, the top of the list of this thing a decade ago when we, we polled the successful high school leadership is applied real world projects uh, mm-hmm. and engage and, and teaching that is engaging the students.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: How, how do you do that with all the, the regulation that you have and all the different things you have to teach, how do you work in real, real world projects and how do you work in really engaging the students uh, where they're
2: at. Well, I think about, uh, my English one teacher, um, she last year, she was just down in the dumps because the kids were not grasping what she was supposed to teach the novels that she was Mm -hmm. supposed to teach. And she was just down in the dumps and she came, she said, doc, what if I go buy this book? Can I teach out this book? I said, I don't mind. I said, whatever's going to work for you. Long story short, those kids love that book. She would come talk to me every morning. Now I'm talking about an ex Marine. I mean, I'm talking, about, I'm talking about a teacher who doesn't really show her side all the time. And she would come every morning just. She's lit up because the kids are bought in. So I'm saying that to say, I allow the teachers, as long as they are within the bounds of the curriculum, do what you got to do to get the results that you need. And if that book that you're teaching is going to get a kid to come to school and a kid excited to go to English 1, by all means, go for it. And I think with the world we're in today with technology, it's not hard to build in real world scenarios because that's what keeps the, the students interested. Right. In in coming, you know, teaching out a book and lecturing is out the door. Mm-hmm. You have to get these kids hands on. My own child has his PlayStation Five going, his his TV going, his cell phone in his hand playing a game. You have to be. We have to be able to match that energy, match that multitasking, mm-hmm. that sitting, and getting, and writing notes. Those days are over. Those kids are going to get bored, and they're not going to pay attention. they are going to lose them. So I think in this decade of 2023 and this year, I think it's easy to get the real world scenarios implemented.
3: Yeah, they do a lot with technology, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I can recall though our English two teachers um, played a lot of Hamilton. They were studying the songs, yeah. so you could walk down the hall and mm-hmm. hear Hamilton, and they watched it as well. So. I thought that was a great segue into whatever they were reading at that point in time for the kids to get involved. And a lot of them had not seen um, Hamilton, the play. Mm -hmm. But um, that introduced our kids to it, so they were able to relate to it.
1: Well, now, the other um, area that they talked about in this poll was analyzing the student's performance, analyzing Mm -hmm. where they were, finding the place that they were. If they're struggling, are they at high risk, and then how do you initiate? All these things mm-hmm. so what do you do to kind of figure out where the child is it's struggling and and how to how to kind of Keep him from be- him or her from being a statistic uh, of being a dropout.
3: As a counselor, I'm always looking at grades. It's it's I'm looking at grades. I'm looking at transcripts over and over and over again. Um, and when I notice that you know all of a sudden there's a decline or there's a drop in their grade, I'm calling the child in. I'm trying to see what's going on. I'm looking at all of their individual assignments, trying to see what is it one particular thing that you're just you're just not getting, or is it just across the board? You know. Know, you're, you're just not getting it or is there an outside factor because for you know just be real for some of our kids outside factors I, I have to work I've had some kids tell me I have to work and so I sleep in late I might miss first period because of my job and but but I'm you know I know like okay but we still have to do what we have to do because you need this class to pass so, you know, talk to your job. And I've told them, like, look, you're still in high school. This is the most important thing right now. And I know you have to work, but high school is the most important thing. Once you graduate, you can you have the rest of your life to work. Right. Um, but to get them back on track, I called them in, I talked to them. I've even offered, like, because I'm a former biology teacher, I'll even work with you and help you with biology if that's what you need, because that's my subject. Um, and some of the kids are like, okay, well, can you help? Can, can you help me with sales? Sure, you know, I'd be love to help to help you with that. So the personal relationships, as Dr. Smith alluded to earlier, I do have that with my kids. And so if they're telling me they're struggling in one place or another, we're going to try to do something about that. We're going to find somebody that's going to help you with that specific subject, and we have that already built in with our grind time. Um, to get them back on track now the home life stuff and you know we have our partners on campus that maybe they can assist them on that particular aspect of it
1: Yes this is the last one of, of this group of, it's about student absences you can't you can't do well in school <laughs> if you're not at school and right. that's been talked about a lot uh, in a lot of different ways especially related to the juvenile crime mm-hmm. and everything else. Mm-hmm. What can you do, what do you do, okay, uh, to try to make sure kids get to school?
2: Again, it's communication, um, understanding the relationships. We use the relationships because coach so-and-so might be able to get little johnny to school just because by Mm -hmm. a phone call so we use old relationships we constantly call i have an outstanding attendance clerk who stays on top of it um if something seems fishy with a fishy checkout or something like that she's on top of it so it's communication relationships and just staying on top of it i mean it's it's not a really just a clear-cut answer because we've tried everything we've talked about everything we've talked about incentives but again as ms kundiata said a lot of our kids have out lying circumstances that Mm -hmm. trump school you know and so battling that is kind of hard because Mm -hmm. I might not see your circumstance as um you know I'm like come on you got to come to school and they're like doc I might not have food I might need to go to work Mm -hmm. my mom got me home babysitting Mm -hmm. so it's those communications or relationships and just just staying on top of it and like I said I just there's not a clear-cut answer you know what works for you might not work for me so we just got to try all of it to get that kid to school
0: you know one of the things that that um I was thinking about as you were saying all that is, you know, during the pandemic, mm-hmm. we were all home, mm-hmm. and then employers said, "Okay, it's time for everyone to come back to work," mm-hmm. and a lot of people were like, "I mm-hmm. don't want right. to go. I want to work right. from mm-hmm. home." Exactly. Did you all find that same mm-hmm. thing with kids? They got yes. to where mm-hmm. they really liked yes. being at home, yeah, and that, they didn't want to go back.
2: That's still part of the battle that we're right. fighting. I mean, right. and I hate to call it laziness, but it's that COVID effect. Is that 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 lack of get up and go because they're used to being at home you know for three years they were not a traditional student so you know it, it that has definitely been an effect it has definitely been a problem it's an ongoing problem um but we're fighting through it we are seen it you know and we've had to change gears you know um there's nothing wrong with working with a laptop if you can't I got two kids now that are uh, homebound and they asked me today, can we get a laptop? If you that's going to help you graduate, we'll get you a laptop so you can work at home. Before COVID, we might not been that lenient. So we've had to change some gears also to try to meet Mm -hmm. them halfway and just not be so rigid and say it's going to be like this. No, COVID taught us that we're going to have to change gears a little bit. So it's just a combination of things to try to get those kids to school.
3: And our teachers are using Canvas, which is an online Mm -hmm. platform where they can post assignments and and things for the children to do so that they can work from home. And they can upload their assignments and submit them back. And they're great at sending emails now.
1: Yeah, Yeah. John, this has been fun. And uh, we've learned a lot. I have learned a lot. I can say that. uh, Oh, yeah. And I am so impressed by what you're doing uh, at school and what you're doing for our community through your work at school. Mm -hmm. You know, it's paramount that that education be a top issue mm-hmm. uh, if we're going to move forward as a community Absolutely. and you're working that in the woodline area in the woodland neighborhood and we're mm-hmm. very appreciative um, let me okay. just close I, I want to just close with just one more question okay. okay more of a kind of a wisdom question a personal question mm-hmm. is is um, what wisdom would you like on this in this way to express to students or parents uh, of our community.
2: Well, I think is what you said, um, education is the key. Um, education is the key, and we want their kid and and if I'm speaking to the kids, we want them to graduate. That is the ultimate goal. We are here for them each and every day. I ask my staff to come and prepare them to go to the real world, to get across that stage and go to the real world. And that's what we're here for. And we're going to push them and push them and get them across that stage if it's the midnight hour. And it literally has been in some instances in the past. We are dedicated. I have a staff that's dedicated to Woodlawn Leadership Academy to make sure it's the best that it can be. And we're coming to work every day to educate their child.
3: All right, well, that's terrific. I would say to the parents, um, if they are not connected or involved Mm -hmm. to their child's school, to please get involved and get connected and stay on top of what's going on at the school. I appreciate
0: it. All right, and thank you to all of you for joining us today for Education Checkup. You can find this uh, podcast on ktbs.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll see you again next time.